Shalom of Rachel, welcome everyone. Bez Hashem, we continue with Tehillim Life Lessons, Shir number 23, Mizmor Yud, chapter 10. Loma Hashem Tamoid Barachik. Why does it appear that Hashem is far away? Is standing far away. Talim Le'itois Batsara, hidden in the times of tragedy. Our chapter begins with a very unique way. It doesn't start Mizmor. David doesn't start it starts with a question a very difficult question in fact a question of where is Hashem what is the historical time period David Melech wrote this Perek what is the message that David Melech is teaching us here and why do we start Loma Hashem Tamad Barachik as a general understanding, the Radak and the Shlokodesh tell us that this capital was written by Davra Melech for each and every person to turn to, to utilize the Eistzarasoi. When the person has his own difficulties in life, he should open up Sefer Tehillim, turn to Perik Yud. And daven to Hashem, Loma Hashem Tamoid Barochik, because the Mefarshim explain it doesn't mean why is Hashem standing far away, but why does it appear? Why does it look? Loma Hashem Tamoid Barochik, why does it look like Hashem is standing so far away? Because Hashem is always close by, but why does it look like Hashem is far away? Talim Leitois Batsara, Talim Aloshnev Helam of Ha'ilam of Helam of Hidden. Why does it look like Hashem is hiding himself in times of tragedy? There are those that explain that during the Sarasimei Tshuva, chapter 10, our capital over here should be recited during the Sarasimei Tshuva. If there's ever a time of Tzara, as Chaim Shmulevitz Zatzal explained, that during a Sarasimei Tshuva, this is a time when a person has to visualize like the noose that the noose is around his neck when he's being judged. Explains the mirror Shishiva, and they're about to kick the chair from underneath him. Chas v'shalom. That's what a serious Shuva is. That's the reality. So a person turns to Akalish Baruch and says, Hashem, Lom Hashem Tamoid Barachik, Talim Litas Batsara. Why does it look like you're far away? Talim Litas Batsara. That you're hidden in times of tragedy. The Meiri says that this chapter is referring to a time of Gaulus. When the nations of the world are on the highest of levels, but the Am Hanifchor, but B'nai Yisrael are on the lowest of levels during the ace of Gaulus, during the time of Gaulus. The Alshich HaKodesh adds that for this reason it does not begin with a Mizmor. Loma Hashem doesn't start Mizmor Hashem but rather Loma Hashem because it's a continuation of the previous Perik. Perik Tess and Perik Yud explains the Alshich HaKodesh are like one Perik. And the reason why they are divided into two chapters is because they were given to Davra Melech with two different parts of inspiration of Ruach HaKodesh. First, Davra Melech had Ruach HaKodesh for Perik Tess, 
And then David Melech Haruch HaKodesh for Perik Yud. And that's why it's divided into two sections. But really, if you look at the previous Perik, it ends with the same kind of theme and concept that there are Rishoyim who are acting with haughtiness. And then Pasuk Chaf of the previous Perik, Kuma Hashem, Hashem should arise and get up. Al Yoyiz Enush, Yishoftu Goyim Al Panecho. That the haughty people should not be arrogant, but Hashem should rather punish them. Shoftu goyim, shoftu goyim al panecha. Hashem should judge them. Shiso Hashem moiru lehem. Hashem should place in pasuk chaf aleph of Perik Tes. Shiso Hashem moiru lehem. Hashem should place fear upon the rishayim. Yedu goyim. The nations of the world should know. Enosh hei masela. They're just human beings. And the Enosh is of the lowest form of a human being. And that's why we continue now with our Perik over here. Loma Hashem Tamid Barachik is a continuation from the previous chapter. That's why we don't have to begin. It says the Al Shekha Kaddush with a Mizmar. The Sefer Evan Yechia says a different shot. He says that this capital was written for a historical time period. And that's when David Melech went to fight Golius the Rosho. And he came with five stones, and perhaps that's where this game, the Kugloch game of that's where it comes from. With the five stones, David Melech came to fight against Goliath. And this was a battle that whoever would be victorious, the other side would be machni themselves to the victor. And Goliath was mekalel, and he was megadef, he was cursing out Klai Yisrael. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to say those words. And Davra Melech, as we know, he approached Shaul, Shaul HaMelech, and he said, I will stand up and I will fight against this Rasha. And Shaul was taken aback. You're, you're, you're a musician, you're a shepherd. Who, who are you to fight against this giant? And we all know the story that's brought down in Sefer Shmuel, that Davra Melech, took one stone and was victorious with a slingshot and he threw it at the head of Goliath and Goliath miraculously fell forward, not backward. And eventually, the rest is history. But David Melech wrote this capital against the gaiva, the arrogance of Goliath and the Plishtim. That's what the Sefer Evan Yechiyah says. Let's take a step back. Let's understand, it's very important to understand the flow of the Psukim over here. We begin in Pasuk Aleph, Loma Hashem Tamid Barochik Talim There's a question. Why does it appear that Hashem is far away? What does it mean that Hashem is far away? What that means is you see the gaiva, you see the haughtiness, the arrogance of the Rishoim. Talim Litis Batsara. And Akash Baruch is not punishing them. And then Pasuk bays all the way through, and take a look inside, please. All the way through to Pasuk Yer Aleph. David Melech elaborates. Begaivos Rasha, the Yidlak Ani, with the haughtiness in Pasuk bays of the Rasha. He chases after the Ani. Ani doesn't mean he doesn't have any money. Ani is an expression, a reference to the person who is being attacked. He's poor, meaning that he's being attacked by the haughty. Yitosu b'mzimoy zuchashavu. This Ani, Klai Yisrael, are being attacked with the plans that the Rishoyim are planning against them. Ki Hilel Rosho Al Tavas Nafshoi. 
the Rosh is praising himself for the desires that he wants to fulfill, and he is fulfilling it. Pasuk Dalid, Rosha Kigoiva Apoi Bahidrush, Ain Elokim Komizim Oisav. The Rosha with his haughtiness, he says Hashem is not going to do anything. Hashem will, doesn't exist in the Rosha's mind. Yachilu Durocha Bechaleis, and continues all these Psukim, Hey, Vav, Zayin, Ches, Tes, Yud, Yud Aleph, until Pasuk Yud Beis. And in Pasuk Yud Beis, David Melf changes gears. Kuma Hashem! Kuma Hashem. Davra Melech pleads to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Get up. Show your power. Show your strength. Kel Nisoy Yodecho. The God of power of Gibor, of Gvura. Nisoy Yodecho. Raise up your hand. Al Kishkach Anovim. And don't forget the humble people. Don't forget the tzaddikim, don't forget Kla Yisrael. And the haughty Russia says he can do whatever he wants. But like we saw in the beginning of Pasuk Gimel, turning back, the Baitseya, the Gazlan, the thief. He says he could do whatever he wants and no one's going to stop him. But over here in Prosecute Gimel, Amen, Niyetz Rasha. What is this Rasha so haughty about? And he says, Amar He says in his heart, Hashem will not come after me. So from Prosecute Beis until the end, David Melch pleads to Hashem, Come now, raise up your hand and attack the Rishayim. For their haughtiness, for their gaiva. In Pasuk Tezayin, Hashem Melech Oylom Vaed. Hashem is the king forever. Oylom Vaed. Ovdu Goyim Me'artsoi. The Goyim, the Rishoyim, will be lost, will be punished. They will be obliterated. Tavas Anovim Shamata Hashem. And Hashem heard the tefillahs of the anavim, of the humble, of the tzaddikim. Tachen libon, takshiv oznecha. Tachen libon is a tefillah that a person damns to Hashem that he should prepare himself for the tefillahs, for the davening. Tochen hachono, tochen libon. Hashem should help the person prepare himself for davening. And then, when the person prepares himself properly, as the Ramban says in his letter, in the Geras Ramban, he tells us that you prepare yourself for davening. Then what happens next is, Hashem will listen to our tefillos. And the para concludes, then Hashem will judge and take retribution on the Yosoyim Vadoch. Yosoyim is reference to the orphan. It doesn't mean literally an orphan without parents. But it means the person who is being oppressed for no one, no one there to protect him. Bal Yosef And Hashem will stand up because we said in Pasuk Yubayis, Kuma Hashem, Kel Nesoyadecha. And we end off, Bal Yosef Oid, 
that this Russia should not continue to attack the humble people. Let's now go back to the beginning of the parak, where Gamliel Rabinovich Shlita explains from the Radak. Loma Hashem Tamid Barachik is a question that can be asked. Why does it look like Hashem is far away? However, a person has to make sure he asks the question properly. And let me explain. We just concluded the Yontif of Pesach. In the Haggadah, there's a very famous question that is asked when it comes to the Chacham, the Abrabanim. We have the Chacham, we have the Rasha. Chacham Ahuaymer. What does the Chacham say? Mahaidus, Vahukim, Mishpat, Mashetziva, Hashem, Lekeinu, Eschem. The Chacham wants to know. What are these eidus, these chukim, mishpatim, ashetziva, Hashem, lakeinu, eschem. Hashem commanded eschem. Hashem commanded you. And you tell him, kilchos ha-pesach, ey maftim ha-pesach. Then we turn to the Rosho, mahuaymer, mo'avoyda azoyz lachem. What is this work, lachem, for you? And the veld, everyone asks the question, what's the difference between the chukim and the Rosho? It sounds very similar. The Chacham, we give an answer. By the Rasha, we blunt his teeth and we tell him, if you would have been there, Hashem would not have taken you out. What's going on over here? Coming back to our question. One can ask, says the Radak. One can ask, where is Hashem? But not as an answer. Why is Hashem going to take away the all hamitzvahs, the responsibility to serve Hashem. A person can ask Hashem, it looks like you're not here right now. I need your help. That's what a person can ask. Just like by the Chacham. It depends how you ask a question. The Chacham wants to know. He wants to understand. The Russia doesn't care less. The Russia is not asking because he wants to understand. And that's how we understand by our parak here as well. Loma Hashem Tamayt Barachik. A person can ask, explains Zabgan Leo Rabinovich. Person can ask in the proper way, not that he's looking to run away from mitzvahs but he can say, Hashem, I need you. It doesn't. I don't see you here right now. Why are you so far away from me? If it's asked in the proper way, it can be done. Before we turn to Rav Chaim Vital and see how he explains this question of Lama Hashem Tamoid Barachik. I want to come back to the Dalit Banim, the four sons of the Haggadah. Echad Chacham, Echad Rosha, Echad Tom, Echad Sheina De Elisha. The Chacham, the Rosha, the Tom, and the one who doesn't know how to ask a question. The general approach is that there are four different sons. Some of us explain that this is really one person. And to understand this, let's turn to the Mishnah Perkyavas. Da Malahashiv Lapikairis. Know what to respond to the Apikairis. Who's the Apikairis? So a person he meets in the, someone in the street, somebody wants to start up with him and ask questions and this and that. Know what to answer to the Apikairis. Sometimes the Mefarshim explain Da Malahashiv Lapikairis. 
in life, when we have challenges, we have nisyonis, Hashem is testing us. Sometimes there's an apikoyus inside of us that might say, ah, this doesn't make sense, doesn't add up to me. We have to know what to answer that because inside of us. And that's how we can understand over here as well. We have the Dalit Banim. We're talking here about in each and every one of us. The Mepharshim explain that there's an aspect, there's an angle of a Chacham, a Rasha, a Tomei, and a Now we come back to our parak. There's a question. Why is it that Hashem is so far away? It looks like Hashem is so far away. And then we say, there's a, the next 11 psukim talk about the Russia, talk about this Bagaiva, this arrogant person. And then we talk about how Hashem listens to the tefillahs of the Anav. But according to the way we just explained, this can all be one person. You know why it looks like Hashem is far away? Because sometimes a person acts with what the Balimoshes say is of the worst midos, the worst character traits, and that's gaiva, that's haughtiness. And that's why Hashem looks like he's so far away to the person. But when the person does tshuva, then it's kuma Hashem. Then it's kuma Hashem. When the person does tshuva, he comes back to Hashem and he acts with humility. Who is the greatest man that ever lived? Says the Medrash at the end of the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu. What was the midah of Moshe Rabbeinu? He was onavikoladam. The most humblest of all men. When a person acts with humility. Humility is another way of saying, I understand everything comes from Hashem. As opposed to the Bagaiva that says, My success came from me. My success came from my money, came from my smarts, my good looks, my charisma, whatever he feels, it's all himself. I worked hard. That's why I'm successful. That's the Bagaiva. Sometimes this could be the person himself, Loma Hashem Tamid Barachik, as well as as well as the Rosha, the Gaiva that a person has to battle. And you look and open up the Musasvarim and other Swarm that discuss Midas, the character traits. And of the first character traits that they discuss is Gaiva or Kas. Kas comes from Gaiva, anger comes from haughtiness. How can a person step on my foot to get angry? I'm so great, I'm so important. Over here, Dr. Malchus is telling us, you want to know why? You want to know why? Because of the Gaiva, because of the haughtiness. Chazal tell us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, The two of us, Hashem says, Me and you, Mr. Hari, we can't live in the same world together. We can't live in the same world together. And Hashem says, let me tell you something, I'm not going anywhere. It's the Bagaiva who Hashem will take out from the world. Rechaim Vital, the Talmud Mufok of the Arizal, Chaim Vital, similar to the Miri, learns that this Perek is discussing Golus. Loma Hashem Tamoid Barachik, Loma Hashem Midas Arachamim. Why does it appear 
that Hashem is so far away. And he's referring to the Golas that we're in. Not only that, we don't know when this is going to end. Says if we would know when the goals would end, at least we might have a little nechama, a little feeling of comfort that it's going to come to an end. But we don't know when the end is coming. The first pasuk explains Rechaim Vital is the question. And the rest of the capital is the answer. And the answer is it's the gaiva. The gaiva, the haughtiness, the arrogance. The feeling that a person doesn't need to turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the reason why Hashem is merachik himself from us. That's why Hashem turns himself away from us. I heard many years ago from Rav Brevda, one of my Rebbeim, that the Gros says that after a person, it's a Grona Deris after a person is successful with something, he makes a good business deal, whatever the success might be, person makes good tasting food, whatever, whatever the success might be, in order to make sure the person fights off the Yetzirah of Gaiva, for the person to think it was himself who did this, he should say Baruch Hashem. He attributes his success to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not to himself. Now, just saying the words Baruch Hashem without this feeling of attributing to Hashem is missing part of the understanding here. When we say Baruch Hashem, we want to thank Hashem, my success came from you. And this, says the Gra, is an antidote to fight off Gaiva. Let's just review over here some points. Why did David Mel start this chapter with a question, where is the Mismor, where is the Lamatzeach? And we give a few different answers. One is a continuation from the previous chapter. It was said the two different sections of Ruach HaKodesh. Lom Hashem Tamad Barochik doesn't mean why is Hashem far away, but why does it appear that Hashem is far away? And this chapter over here is two things we have to mention. One is the Erech Apayim, the patience Hashem has for Russia, for anybody to do tshuva. Hashem doesn't punish right away. It's the Erech Apayim. Hashem is patient. And number two, number two, is Bechiru Chavshis. Is the free choice. Rechaim Yitav continues to explain and say that because of the gaiva of the Russia. The Ani will be punished as well. And the question is, why is the Ani being punished for what the arrogant person, the Russia, did? And this is a very important lesson, answers of Chaim Vital. Because the mistake the Ani, the mistake the person who's being oppressed made, because he asked the question, Hashem, less din less dayin. I don't see your punishment. This person is such a Russia. There are so many Rishayim out there. Why don't you punish them? And the person questions Hashem in the way he shouldn't be. So that's why the Ani is being punished. 
with the Rosh as well, explains with Chaim Ital. We said a person has to make sure that if he asks the question, he's asking a question not like, not like the Rosha asks God, but like the Chacham asks, because he wants to learn better. He wants to understand Hashem better. He wants to come closer to Hashem. We said we also want to make sure that we don't have the guide inside of us. And that's why when we are successful in everything we do, we always have to say, Baruch Hashem, thank you Hashem, and attribute our success to a Kaddish Baruch Hu.